Kia ora. Welcome to this edition of the Morrisville Baptist Church Podcast. Thank you for connecting with us to discover more about our faith community. Feel free to visit our website at morrislebaptist.com. I hope this message is an encouragement to you. This morning our service is all about wonder. The amazement of wonder. Uh, have you heard of that word wonderful? Well, it actually means wonders full, full of wonders. Wonderful is full of wonders. Not just, oh, that was wonderful, but wonders full, totally full of wonders. So I hope this morning when you leave this service, you will be wonders full, okay? That's our hope for you this morning, that you will be wonders full. And if you aren't wonders full as you go out the door, maybe by the time you get outside the outside door, you will be, because we have ice cream sundaes after church this morning. Okay? There are ice cream sundaes. Won't that be amazing? You get to be a bit wondrous yourself by putting all your different toppings and deciding what you want on them. But please follow the instructions of those behind the table, okay? So that we sort of keep things a little bit neat and tidy. But, yes. So, I shall open in prayer. I think that's where I'm up to. I haven't got my glasses on. I better check. Okay. Father, you are a God of wonders. Um. You express yourself, you have expressed yourself since the beginning of time, Father. And you've given us amazing things to look at and amazing things to wonder and ponder about. Lord, your creation speaks of you and volumes of you. May we this morning just start to ponder your wonders, the things that make you so amazing, Lord. And um, just be here with us as we join with you and um, follow, just follow your wonders through our lives, Father. We just ask this in your name. Amen. I know there was one more thing. Just talking of wonders, because this fact came to me during the week while I was looking up things about wonders. Do you realize that a snail has a spiral in its shell? And do you realize that that spiral is actually called the golden ratio? The way that it, its number, apparently mathematicians have worked it out, the way that it spirals has a golden ratio. And it's a ratio you see in nature all the time, apparently. Um, it's a ratio that you see in um, hurricanes, you know, they spiral. It's a ratio that you see in the seeds on a sunflower. And that perfect spiral, that golden spiral, that golden ratio that God created makes that spiral just right, just perfect for its job, apparently. Now, that's all I picked up, okay? If you want to learn more about it, go talk about the golden spiral. I sat looking at snails yesterday was while I was gardening. And honestly, you pick up a snail and it does. It's just perfect. And apparently it, it also, the way that it curls makes 
And the way that the ratio get, goes means that things can grow just perfectly inside it or something. Uh, it was just, yeah. I still squashed them. <laughs> but they are amazing. That golden ratio is amazing. I really appreciated them as I squashed them. Okay. Right. Now, we have a song. Sorry, we have a song. If I get that right. So just be really careful if Gwen comes up to you and says to you, you're amazing. <laughs> And this is quite a building. I remember when we built this, do you remember us going to debt guys and people putting up their hands and making donations? So if you're looking for awesome wonderment, don't go to the ice creams, turn left, go to the toilets, and you'll think you're in the airport. Everything but the music. Okay.
just sing? How do we sing, Green? Welcome. Who, Toby? Who are we welcoming? We're welcoming God. That's right, matey. Okay. Genesis 1, 1 to 10. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night, and evening passed and morning came, marking the first day. Then God said, let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. And that is what happened. God made this space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of the heaven. God called the space sky, and evening passed and morning came, marking the second day. Then God said, let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place, so dry ground may appear. And that is what happened. God called the dry ground land and the waters seas. And God saw that it was good. Then Romans 1.20. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. better. Now all of you sit down. Now please tell me, 
What is all this about? Why is everyone arguing? Well, sir, it's about all the work you've been doing this week. You've been very busy, God. Yes, I have, Adam. I've spent the last six days forming the world and creating things to put in it. This was not an easy task, even for me, which is precisely why I was trying to get some rest. Well, it didn't start out as shouting. I was simply admiring all your handy work. That's right, God. I was saying how beautiful I thought the stars were, the way they twinkle and shine. They're mesmerising. One compliment led to another, and we all found ourselves quite pleased with how your creations had turned out. Oh, I'm so glad you approved. But if that's the case, then why all the arguing? It started when a certain thought was voiced. That's when everything began to turn ugly. I see. And what was this thought? Who? Or what? The, or what? Who or what is the most important part of your creation? Light. It's darkness. Light. Animals. Plants. And that's when you came in. So let me get this straight. It's only been seven days since the creation of the world and already all of you are fighting over who? What? Is the most important part of it. I'd just like to say, sir, that I represent the water, the sky, the seas and the land. And when I say land, please note that I am including plants, grass, trees and, of course, vegetation of any kind, such as fruits and vegetables. Thank you for clearing that up. Dog. And I, God, represent all living animals, creatures, birds, fish, livestock, wild animals, reptiles, insects, bugs of every kind. I think I get the And I represent light as well as the sun. With all this arguing going on, I don't suppose there's any chance of me getting any more rest today, is there? It doesn't look good for you, sir. However, since you're already up, perhaps you could help us settle this argument once and for all. Hmm. It seems to me that you have missed a very important point here. When I looked over everything that I have made, it was all excellent in every way. Not this part or that part, it was all excellent. You are right to marvel in my creation as it is good, very good. But are you in awe of me, created God, who made everything in existence, who laid the foundations of the earth, who decreed the boundaries of the seas, who commands the morning to appear and the dawn to rise in the east, who placed the stars in the sky and knows them by name? Everything comes from me alone, Everything lives by my power, and everything is for my glory. I am creator God. We praise you, for we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. Our souls know it very well. To clear, Even the to clear the glory of God, as the sky above proclaims his handiwork.
praise for the grown fields for displaying his greatness. Let the trees of the forest rustle with praise. Every wild and tamed animal, all reptiles and birds, come praise the Lord. And that was a series of photos from the Hubble Telescope. That's what's out there in our cosmos, as they say. And um, another amazing fact that I learnt during the week, um, if you go to... Um, no, I can't remember the video link. Maybe it'll come to me later. Um, when you compare our Earth to the size of the sun, it has a little picture of, like... We were about this size, and the sun was about like that size. And um, 
apparently our sun is um, only, you know, like there's four that they know of greater suns or greater stars, red stars they're called, out there than our earth, than our, than our sun. And um, our sun puts out billions and billions of megawatts of energy every second. Um, the wonders of the, cos of the cosmos and the wonders of creation. Kathy has a game for us to help us. I will move the chairs, Kathy. You help yourself. Alrighty, so we can't have a family service without a game. So it's a really easy game. You just have to be quick, okay? That's the that's the only criteria. And since it's um, family, I'd like to have a family. I only need four four members of each family, but I need three families to come and give this a go, okay? And if you're only a family of two. You can pair up with another family of two. I'll accept that. That's quite okay. So have a quick chat and just send four members up of each family. It would be helpful to have a parent. It doesn't matter. We've got um, my dad, Jordan, and these two. Alrighty. So you're a family of four? Yep. Oh, okay, okay. Thank you, Greg. We're not a family. I'm with my dad, not these guys. Yeah, but you can be part of our family for Okay, can you move this along that way, thanks? Oh, okay. Alrighty. Guys, would you like to come up on the stage so we can see your neat faces? Okay. <laughs> but you might be. <laughs> okay, so I've got some, some aspects of creation here. Okay, so we've got some air. We've got earth. We've got fire. And we've got water. Okay, so each team has these four different aspects of creation. I've got air. Yep. What are you missing? You've already got a water? Yep. So you need a fire. Okay. So you've water, air, fire, and earth, okay? I got that earth. You want to share that with Mr. Smith. Alrighty. So are you listening up? What you have to do? I'm going to call out a word. And this word is either linked to earth, fire, air, or water, okay? So when I call out this word, it's the first team to have their sign up with the correct, correct aspect that gets the point, okay? So do you understand? Shall we have a practice? Okay, so here's your first word. Flames. Oh, okay. Well done. That was quick. Okay, this is going to be a bit tricky, Mrs. Bonner. You're going to have to help me with this. So we have to decide who's first? Yes. Team one, two, or three. Right. Team one. Oh, it's team one? Okay. 
That was a practice. Okay, here we go. This is for real. All right, this is not a practice. Wind. One. Okay. Okay, here we go. Put it down, Toby. You did well. Wet. <laughs> Team one. All righty. We'll pick this up. Come on, other guys. Plants. Oh, well done, Morgan. Good job. Barbecue. <laughs> Team two. Now, this is a tricky one. Clay. Three? Was that three? Did I hear three? I heard a three. Okay. Oxygen. Oh, that was a tie. Two and one and two. Okay, here we go. Heat. It was three. Oh. Who's got the heat in three down there? Are oh, you, Eva? You need to hold up high, dear. Okay. River. <laughs> I saw that. Over. Okay. What did I just say? River. Okay. Stones. Two? Was that two? Okay. Okay. Washing. <laughs> okay, listening. Gales. What are you going to say there? Team two already. Okay, here we go. Dirt. Okay. What about drinking? Debatable. Did I just say drinking? Okay. C. <laughs> okay. Garden. Well, two. Okay. Burning. And last one. Put your step to us. Breathing. Okay, guys, you all did really well. Give them a round of applause. So we have team one with eight, team two with seven, and team three with three, so well done. Alrighty, since you're all good sports though, you get, guys get the first pick. Oh, no. 
Okay, everybody. Creation. It's a wonder of God, isn't it? An amazing wonder of God. Okay, during the week, um, if you got to see the email, I did ask for people to send photos of things that they have found wonder of during... Um, you know, during their life, if they could send me some photos, etc. There were, there was a little bit of participation, but um, the rest of you were slack, <laughs> okay? But there was a little bit of participation, and we've got some of those images of, that people sent of some wonder to share. So could we have that up on the board? There we go. The wonder of a rainbow. Thank you, Virginia. Was that sent by you? Yes. yes, the wonder of a rainbow. Would you like to just tell us a little bit about the wonder that you saw? this one up. It's the wonder of my husband smiling to a turtle. <laughs> hey? And the wonder of the turtle itself. But yeah, I don't know if you can see his face really well, but he's just there and he's smiling and the turtle's smiling back. <laughs> the one that can breathe longer <laughs> underwater. Okay, the next one. Ah, this is Kayla's. Is Kayla here this morning? No, so Kayla sent this one. And she says, this is the wonder of, um, they were on a holiday and the snow just on the church and things like that. And she just thought it was amazing and the wonder of that. And can we have the next one? Ah, so we did miss one there because Kelly did send a photo of a wonder. Kelly, what was the wonder that you sent? Your grandson, a newborn baby. Is he a wonder? He's a natural wonder. He is, he is. And often we do marvel at babies, don't we? You know? Or little creatures, newborns. Yeah, we get a bit cynical about us oldies, but um, newborn babies are always just a wonder. Now, Carolyn Lado, she sent this one in, and she sent it just after Kayla sent her one of snow. And this is what Carolyn says. 
Is Carolyn here this morning? No. So she says, I have to agree with Kayla about snow. My last trip to Montana to see my family, I was disappointed that there was no so snow on the ground or forecast. But the morning after my arri arrival, I woke up to see that overnight there was a surprise huge snowfall that covered the ground with a deep blanket of snow. So much joy and wonder. I was like a little kid rushing to get on some snow boots and be the first to make my tracks. Our creator is so amazing and personal. Who has Psalm 19 verses 1 to 4 for us? Someone out there got Psalm 19 verses 1 to 4? Maybe I was just supposed to read that one. <laughs> Hold on a minute. My organization isn't that good this, today. Psalm 19. Oh, that's right. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day they continue to speak. Night after night they make him known. They speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world. Creation speaks of that. Can we have that snow picture back up a bit again? Please. There it is. But you know what struck me about what Carolyn said? There was something there that she said just at the end. It said, I was like a little kid rushing to get on some snow boots and be the first to make my tracks. And what stood out was that I was like a little kid. You know, to experience wonder, whether it be the wonder of creation or the wonder of our relationships with other people or the wonder of our relationship with God, we have to be just a little bit childlike, don't we? Just a little bit childlike. Jesus even told us to be childlike. He didn't tell us to be childish. He told us to be childlike. He said, Mark 10 verse 14, Let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like children. I tell you the truth, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter in it. How do children see wonder? How do you see wonder, mating? Hey? How do we see wonder? You don't remember, that's all right then. But he was keen. Did you notice his face when someone asked him a question and he could put up his hand? <laughs> the wonder of being asked, eh? Children appreciate wonder that we as adults or even teenagers, even a little bit further on, just don't appreciate. So God's asked us to return to be childlike in our wonder. Definition of wonder, who can tell me? What is a definition for wonder? Give me a, or a cinnamon, something else that's for wonder. Amazing. Another one? Sorry? Looking for? Looking in awe. Sorry, Patsy, I have bad ears. You have to, nice and loud. Anything else? Sorry, speak loudly. Miraculous. How about marvel? 
or spectacle. Why do we wonder at something? Why would we, do you know the answer to that one? Why do we wonder at something? Why do we go, wow, that's amazing? Why would we do that? Why? Because our mind can't comprehend it. Sometimes that's why we wonder. Why something else? Because we like it, I think. Ava said, because we like it. Oh, that was her. Why else would we marvel or wonder at something? Kelly, what was so exciting about that newborn baby? Precious and gift. And because he was new? Because he was new. Because do you wonder at your other children? <laughs> yeah, sometimes, yeah. I still wonder too. But my grandchildren are just wonders because they're new. They do those new things over and over again. Sometimes it's because it's new. Sometimes it's because it's unfamiliar, eh? You know, when we looked at those pictures of the... Um, of all the stars in the heavens and something. Sometimes we wonder at those because they'll, wow, haven't seen that before. That's all new to me. That's something amazing. You know, wonder, why do we wonder? Because it blows our mind. It blows our mind. But what stops us from wondering? Paul, what stops you from wondering? Being jaded and old. <laughs> jaded was a perfect word. Apparently jaded came from a word when the horse got exhausted and it would just uh, and collapse. And jaded apparently came from that word, okay? And um, so, yeah, we get tired. Busy. We get busy. Familiar. Something becomes too familiar. We don't think it's mysterious anymore. We become, we become cynics. That's right. That's what can happen to our wonder. All those things. We become jaded. And we just everything becomes too familiar. Now that can happen in our life. We can come we can become jaded about our family. We can stop wondering about how wonderful they are. We wonder why. <laughs> but we stop seeing the wonder in them. We can, this can become part of our relationships. This can become part of our church. We stop being in wonder of the fact that God could bring such a motley lot all together. <laughs> you know, this can become part of our life and it can become part of our faith. We can become jaded and too familiar and tired when it comes to our faith and God, can't we? But God asked us to be, he gave us the answer. He asked us to be childlike. If we forget to be childlike, we forget the wonder of God. Now, I looked up a definition of childlike, and it said, to believe 
to hope, to trust, to see with a sense of wonder. Think of a child. You know, we've all seen the wonder on a child's face. And, you know, we've all seen how they go, wow. And how they have hope in you, how they believe in you, how they will trust you, how they have a sense of wonder about what you're showing them. Don't they? It's quite amazing. So this morning, I'm asking you to be childlike with me as we consider another wonder of God. We've seen the wonder of his creation. How about the wonder of God loves me? So we're going to have communion. And Jesus gave us communion to remember. He asked us, do this in remembrance of me. Okay? So while I'm just leading you to the point where we're going to share communion together, this is what he asked. To rem- he reminds us of his love for us. That's what communion's about. It's reminding us of his love for us. Now, a minute, I'll find the right thing. Uh, there we go. Cool. And while he is reminding us of his love for us, let's be childlike. Let's wonder at it. Let's go, wow. Actually, wow. So who has Psalm 8, verses 1 to 9? Can you read that? Oh, Kelly, you drew the short store. I don't know. Yeah. Nice and loud, please, Kelly. Who has Psalm 139, 17 to 18? You are still with me. Hmm. You're still with me. Who's got John 3.16? You might need to wait till Richard gets there to... <laughs> Who's got John 3.16? Over here. Know it by heart. <laughs> For God so loved the world that he gave is one only 
his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Yeah, thank you. Can we all say that together? How many of us know that one by heart? Let's say it with wonder, okay? For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3.16, that's right. Okay. You know, we should sing that song. What song is that, Howard? Later. Wait, wait, Howard. Okay. Another wonder, okay? That was the wonder of God loves me. I wake every morning and he's still there. The next wonder, nothing can separate us from God's love. Romans 8, who has Romans 8, 31 to 39? Julie. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare his only son, but gave him for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us? Whom has God chosen for his own? No one, for God himself has given us right standing with, with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one, for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us, and he is seated, seated, sitting in the place of honour at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity, or are persecuted or hungry or destitute, or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelmingly victory is ours through Christ, who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. <clears throat> neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries for tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or the earth below, indeed nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? The wonder that, here's another wonder. He died for us. Romans 4.25. Who has Romans 4.25? He was handed over to die because of our sins, and he was raised to life to make us right with God. He was handed over to die. What's even more amazing is he died for me and he is God. 
let's listen to Revelation 1 verse 8, which reminds us of who he is. So who has Revelation 1 verse 8? <laughs> I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God. I am the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come, the Almighty One. The Almighty One died for me. And uh, also Revelation 1 verse 12 to 17. When I turned to see who was speaking to me, I saw seven gold lampstands. And standing in the middle of the lampstands was someone like the Son of Man. He was wearing a long robe with a gold sash across his chest. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow. His eyes were like flames of fire. His feet were like polished bronze refined in a furnace. And his voice thundered like mighty ocean waves. He held seven stars in his right hand, and a sharp two-edged sword came from his mouth, and his face was like the sun in all its brilliance. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as if I were dead. So John fell at his, when he saw him, he fell at his feet as if he was dead. He was in total wonder of that God, and he knew that God had come to die for him and to be raised again. And the fact that he was willing to do it. Matthew 26, 53 to 54, who has that one? Don't you realize that I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us and he would send them instantly? But if I did, how would the scriptures be fulfilled that describe what must happen now? Jesus said that just as he was being in the Garden of Gethsemane and they'd come to take him away. And people had drawn their swords to protect him, etc. And he said that. Don't you realize that I could ask my father for fans and angels to protect angels to protect me? And it made me realize the thunderer, the thunderer. Jesus had that power and that command and he gave it up for me. The wonder of it. Another wonder. Revelation 21, 1 to 7. The new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, like a bride beautifully dressed for her. And there will be no more death. And sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. The one sitting on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. 
Then he said to me, write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And he also said, it is finished. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. To all who are thirsty, I will give freely from the springs of the water of life. All who are victorious will inherit all these blessings, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. The wonder of what he has promised us. Romans 5 verse 2. Did I hand that out to anybody? No, I wrote it in here, that's why. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege, where we now stand and we can confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. The wonder of God, the wonder of him as a creator, the wonder of him as a father who loves us, the wonder of him as a son who came to die for us, the wonder of him as a king of glory who has a promise for our lives ahead. So we're going to take communion now. I just want you to sit and think for maybe a minute, 30 seconds. Just wonder a little at what that means. And then just participate in communion. I I should pray first. Father, we just take this thing that you gave us as remembrance. The bread reminding us of your body and your sacrifice, your blood reminding us of the cleansing of your blood that saved us from our sin, Father. Lord, we just thank you that you loved us and you gave everything for us. And we remember you and we wonder at you because you are wonderful. Amen. If anyone needs the communion elements, just raise your hand or just come to the back if you would like like them. So Romans 5 verse 11, 
So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ had made, has made us friends of God. And that's what we are now going to do. We're going to rejoice with worship in our wonderful relationship with God. He's made us a new relationship. He's given us a chance to rejoice in his wonders. And you know, wonders, as we've learned about them this morning, the wonders of creation, the wonders of his love, the wonder of everything that is just makes him so amazing. Don't become jaded about it. Don't ever lose that joy, that wonder. And, um, you know, an expression of that wonder is our ability to worship. It's our something that blows our mind that we can't comprehend. Worship leads us to a place that fills us of wonder of our Lord and Saviour. So we're going to join now. I'll just repeat that verse, Romans 5.11. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. <laughs>